Welcome to the Show Up Society podcast, where I talk about showing up for your goals one tiny step at a time. I'll help you break down your big fat dreams into tiny bite-sized pieces that are totally doable as long as you just keep showing up. I talk about anything from running to creativity, to mindset, to small business, to whatever else comes up. You'll see how just showing up for yourself every day in the tiniest way can make a huge impact and change your life. I'm your host, Tammy Bennett, artist, coach, habit keeper, and idea machine. I can't wait to cheer you on. So let's get started. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Show Up Society podcast. This is episode 94, and I have a confession to make. I recently came upon a discovery about myself, and I feel really vulnerable in sharing it with you, but I think it's super important to share it with you in case it is going on for you too. So stay tuned for this super juicy confession. Before we get started with that, I just wanted to give a quick update on my college boy. So many of you sweet, sweet listeners uh, reached out to me after last week's episode about dropping him off at school. And you guys just had the the most kind messages and support. And so um, I'm not going to be giving weekly updates, but I am just going to give this weekly update because it was our first week, uh, 3000 miles apart from my firstborn child. Um, So everything is going fantastic. It really helps for us to see that he is on a team and he has an instant built-in group of friends. He really likes them. He really likes the coach. He's enjoying training. They already had a first meet and he ran really, really well. I think uh, maybe even better than expected. So he kind of just solidified his place on the team, which is just a beautiful thing. So it helps, right? As a mom and dad to hear the joy coming through in your son's voice. And we have FaceTimed him once or twice. Um, so all of that is great. He took a first subway ride without us uh, with his friends. They went to see a movie and he's just having a really good time. As far as how Chris and I are doing, there are moments every single day where I might let a couple tears leak out and I just feel really sad. But again, it helps me so much just to focus on the joy and excitement and new beginnings for Jack. But there is this one kind of funny thing where, you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you might have heard me mention that uh, we have told our kids good night and I love you and given a hug every single night of their lives unless we are traveling out of town, right? Um, And so there was one night last week where, you know, we had kind of written or texted every night, good night. And I just thought, you know, I don't want him to have to feel burdened to reply to a text every single night of his college career. And I just wanted to show myself that we could that we could have some space, right? Like that I don't have to text good night, love you every single night and have to have him respond. And so I didn't do it. And that whole night, I just felt like something was sad, like there was just a missing piece. Uh, it was almost like when you're dating and you want to text the the person you're interested in, but you don't want to seem too interested and you want to give them their own space, but you just kind of sit with the phone in your lap, like, should I text? Should I not? Should I call? Should I not? It was sort of like that. And I just felt a little bit sad, but I did feel like it was important for us to just let him have his own 
life, you know, because as much as we would like for him to spend the rest of his days on earth telling us good night and I love you, I don't think that that's a reasonable expectation. So I didn't do it. And then uh, starting the next night, he has texted us good night and I love you uh, every single night. And so, um, it was just a sweet little thing and just kind of a funny moment where I'm like, man, this feels a lot like dating, uh, where you're sort of just trying to figure out, uh, each other's boundaries and each other's space and, and all of that. But, um, I, I'm sure there will be a few of those kind of growing pains where we were trying to figure out where the old, you know, parent child relationship ends and the new one begins. But, um, anyway, we are just so, so, happy and grateful that he is having a blast and that we are getting to share his joy. So that's the update on Jack. I probably won't give you guys one for a while. But um, yeah, thank you so much for all the support and all the messages of love. Do 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 it's challenge time. It's been a while since I've given you a challenge to do during the episode, but I am back today. And here is your challenge to do today. Can't really do this one while you're listening to the podcast, I don't think, but you can do it sometime today. Okay, so here's the deal. Put on one of your just favorite go-to songs that gives you energy, and I want you to move your body to it the whole time. The reason I'm doing this one is because um, I'm sure you probably know this about me if you've been following here for a while, but I love to break out in dance moves. And there was a moment last night where Chris and I were talking in the kitchen, and I just started kind of like dancing to what he was saying. And we just kind of broke out in laughter and were like, it's just such a good feeling to move your body in funky different ways and to just uh, express yourself that way. So sometime today, pick that song of yours that you just love and it gets you going and dance to the whole thing. Okay, I will remind you about this at the end of this episode. Okay, are we ready to talk confession? (laughs) Don't get excited. It's not going to be all crazy and, you know, dirty. Um, So it's kind of a long setup. So just, you know, sit back, enjoy the little story, and then I'll come back to you at the end and you'll see what this is all about. And you'll see how maybe this can apply to you and your life and what you can learn from my vulnerability and my confession. Okay, here we go. So you may have heard me talk on previous episodes about a mastermind that I am doing for the six months. And I applied in May And I applied even though I hadn't met the income requirements to be in the mastermind. But I did so knowing that this mentor of mine accepts a couple people each round of this mastermind that uh, she considers underdogs. They haven't made the required income amount, but she believes in them that they still belong in the room and that they will uh, be able to benefit from the room and that they will benefit others by being in the room. And so I decided that I was going to apply anyway, even though I hadn't made that minimum income requirement, I was going to apply as an underdog and get in because that's sort of what I love to preach is doing things before maybe you're ready on paper or taking the leap before you know that every inch of the safety net is there. I kind of pride myself on being that kind of go-getter kind of person. So um, as you know, I got accepted into the mastermind and at the live event, which I haven't really talked that much about here yet, but um, at the live event, I did it virtually. Um, Some people did it virtually, some people did it on scene in person. Um, But anyway, at the live event, they put together this montage video of the underdogs that were accepted into this mastermind. And there were three of them. And I wasn't one of them. I wasn't on the video. 
And so I kind of had this moment where I sort of pouted and I got upset and I was like, what the heck? Like, I am an underdog. Why didn't they include me on the video? And I was sort of upset about it. And I sat with myself and I kind of just asked, why did I get upset about it? And I got upset about it because I identified so strongly as an underdog, right? And so I just kind of coached myself through it and said, well, but you can still get the same results. You can still do all that you wanted to do in this mastermind, even if you don't have the title of underdog, right? And so I just kind of told myself, maybe they didn't put me as an underdog because she really thought that I belonged in the room. And my income level, my income was so close to the minimum required amount that I thought maybe she's just going to round up and consider me as just like a newbie, a regular newbie in the room. And so I was kind of okay with that. And then last week, Uh, We have to peer coach with other people in the mastermind. We have to meet every month and coach each other. And I coached with someone that was on the underdog video at the live event. And she was telling me that she was really triggered by being on the video. And I just started laughing. And I'm like, well, that's really funny because I was triggered that I wasn't on the video. And so we just talked a lot about it and about what it meant for us to be considered an underdog and how we felt differently about it. And it really just got me curious about whether or not I was considered an underdog. I just really wanted to know. And so I wrote to the people in charge of the mastermind. I wrote to the support team and I just asked, hey, I thought I was an underdog. Let me know. And they wrote back right away and they said, yes, you are an underdog. We're not sure why you weren't included in the video. Um, We're really sorry about that. So I had all kind of issues come up, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But one other thing about this was that on the montage of all the people for the underdog, uh, our mentor, the teacher of the mastermind told everybody in the room like, hey, make sure you look out for these three women and really lift them up and really support them and make sure that they're staying on track. And it's all of our job to lift these three women up to to be to a higher level. And so there was a part of me that felt really left out and upset that I wasn't included in that video because now I'm not on anybody's radar for them to sort of reach out and uh, and lift me up and protect me and to, to boost me to a higher level which is the whole reason I wanted to get into this mastermind, right? Hiding in the back of my mind was this huge sense of relief when I got the email that said I was an underdog. And I really had to sit with myself and ask myself, why am I feeling relieved? Why did I need that title of underdog so badly? And here is where the confession begins to unfold with you. I pride myself so deeply and so hard on being brave, right? And being and putting myself into bigger rooms. But here's what I have come to terms with is that I play it safe brave. What I mean by that is I am really good at putting myself into a room where maybe I don't belong yet. But then once I get there, I become a wallflower and I sit in the corner and I play it really, really safe. And I feel like that's what was going on with this is I can say, hey, I'm so brave. I'm putting myself into this room of this mastermind, even though on paper, I don't belong there yet. But look how brave I am. And I tell myself how brave I am. And I pat myself on the back. But then once I'm in there, I wanted that title of underdog so that there is going to be less expectations of me. In this mastermind, we have to report our income 
that we've made each month. And we have to report how long it takes us to make our money back, um, just to kind of see where we all are. And there was part of me that was like, you know, but if I'm an underdog, they're not going to expect my numbers to increase as much as everybody else's because I'm starting from a lower place. And so there was that kind of comfort zone that I felt like if my growth isn't as big as some of the other people in the room, that's okay, they're going to understand because I'm the underdog. And so I discovered that there was this layer of safety that I was putting around myself by by having that title of underdog. So I was brave to get myself into the room. And then I played it safe by wanting that underdog title wrapped around me like bubble wrap, right? And it was really a shocking discovery for me to realize that about myself. And then I started looking back in my past and I found other areas where I definitely had been really brave to get myself into a room and then wrap myself in bubble wrap and scooched over into the corner and just sat there in safety instead of being brave and getting myself into the room and then living full out and really continuing to push my comfort zone and push my boundaries of safety and to continue to build that belief in myself that I belong there. And not only that, but I belonged into the next room also. And so uh, I'll give you one other example. When I was in seventh grade and then again, well, the summer before seventh grade and then again, the summer before ninth grade, I ran in the national championships for the junior Olympics in running. And so it was really brave of me that I won my region in order to qualify for nationals. And so that was brave, right? That's me putting myself in the room of nationals. And then once I got there, though, I saw that the top six runners in the country got onto the podium. They got medals. They got to stand on the award stand. There was a moment during the race, both of those years, where it hurt. It hurt really bad, right? We've talked about this before, like when you race, it will hurt no matter what stage of fitness you're in. If you are an Olympic gold medalist, you are still going to have pain in the race, right? But at that moment when I felt pain, and normally, if I was pushing myself to get into a room, I would have pushed myself to be in that top three, like I would have wanted one of those top three medals. But I found myself playing it safe and settling because I knew that I was in fifth place and I was going to get a medal and I was going to get on the award stand and I was going to go back home and tell everybody that I was a top five runner in the country. But underneath where the truth lies in my guts, in my soul, I knew that I did not give it 100% effort at that race. I've never told anybody this before. I don't think Chris and I have even talked about this before. So you are hearing my most vulnerable one of my most vulnerable dark secrets right here on the spot is that I put myself into the room very bravely to go to nationals. And then I played it safe and just knew that I was going to be on the medal stand instead of continuing to give it my fullest, bravest, go-getteriest self by going for that top three. And I noticed that I did it in several other occasions. I'm not going to bore you, um, but several other occasions in my life, I have been very brave, put myself into a room, and then played it safe. So I have been safe brave, even while I've been telling myself that I was playing it brave. I didn't really know this about myself until I started really looking looking in and looking back. And so I just wanted to bring these kind of this kind of secret to light and to life and to tell you about it that I want you to just check yourself 
and to see if there are situations where you're trying really hard and you're being brave and you're being courageous to get to a certain point and then you just release the grip on the bravery. And if you just stop the the continued path of bravery, if you just kind of sit in the corner and wrap yourself in bubble wrap and think that you're being brave, but really you're being safe. Okay. So this is my call to you to really examine where you've been brave and to see if you're continuing to be brave. If you're walking through that room to the other side where the next room lies, right? If you're continuing your bravery, if you're continuing your courage to make it to the even next room and to walk through that room and to be there like you belong and to have full belief in yourself that you belong there. And not only do you belong there, but you even belong on the next level up. And so that is what I am really doing for myself now that I have realized this about me. I have made a commitment, kind of recommitted to myself and to my bravery and to my all inness of being in this mastermind. We have uh, five and a half more months of it. And I uh, reached out to people and I said, I want you to really check check me and make sure that I am continuing to have this bravery, real bravery, not safe bravery, but like gutsy bravery um, to, yeah, to just make sure that I'm continuing to push myself out of my comfort zone and to believe in myself so deeply. So that is what I have for you today is to check yourself, check where you're being brave, check where you're being safe, brave. And let's see if together we can take off that bubble wrap, come out of the shadows, walk around the room in our fancy clothes, uh, knowing that we belong there and that we are still continuing our path into even bigger, better, more courageous places that we're always pushing ourselves um, to be, how can we be more courageous? Who can I become that believes in herself even more than this me believes in myself right now, right? So, um, you know, I, I just wanted to make a point that it's not always about that end goal. It's not always about the room that you're in, but it's about who you're who you are and who you are becoming, right? So it's not so much about the goal and the income level and all of that, like the numbers kind of stuff, but it's about, I want to become a really, really brave person. I want to become someone who isn't playing it safe in the corner. I want to become someone that is walking through the room straight into discomfort. And uh, yeah, and so Let's do that together, shall we? We will no longer be safe, brave, but we will be gutsy, brave and continue our bravery together. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for giving me the safe space to let you know my secrets. And um, yeah, as always, I would love to hear from you. Before we go, just wanted to check in and remind you to do that dance. Okay. Put on that favorite song of yours, crank it up loud. Dance with your doggies if you want, dance with your kids, dance with your neighbors, or dance solo. Dancing is dancing. It's so good for your heart and your mind and your body and your soul, okay? Do that. Have fun. If you want to send me a video, I'll take it. I could never, ever get enough videos of people dancing. It's one of my very favorite things to do on the internet. Um, Okay, that's all I have for you today, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for showing up for this episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. Oh, wait, before I go, 
If you want someone in your corner helping you go after your goal in the bravest way, if you want someone to call you out when you're being safe, brave, I am your person. If you like how I talk on this podcast, you're going to love how I coach with you one-on-one for three months. If you're interested, go to showupsociety.com forward slash coaching and sign up for a consult with me and we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. I'm sending you my love. Bye-bye. Okay, my faithful one, thank you again for sticking around to the very end. And here is where I give you the secret challenge. You're going to go to my Instagram at show up society, and you're going to find the post that goes with this podcast episode. And I want you to leave me in the comments how or what or where you are going to be totally courageous and totally brave. If there's an emoji for it, that's great. If not, you can just tell me in your words where you are going to consciously continue to push your courageousness. Okay, can't wait to hear about it. Thank you so much. Take care.